freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode number 139 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Sweeter the Second Time Around, a compilation best of show show. Absolutely. So we picked uh, a segment for our first hour. It's from our, our episode 13. Back in 2015, we recorded this and the information is just as vital and just as important today as it was then. It, the, the show was titled, Can You Hear Me Now? And we have a married couple who happen to also have weapons and combat training to talk about how to parent in a gun-owning home when kids sometimes don't want to listen to parents. And it is such an important topic, especially if you're a parent who does not own guns. Just because you don't have guns does not guarantee that your child will not encounter a gun at, say, a friend's house or a relative's home or even on the playground. So we're going to dive right in and have Dan introduce both of our segments today. Well, our first hour, we have Scott and Demi Johnson. They're a married couple and both retired from the Army. They now are professional photographers operating Victory Photos. And they produce our annual vintage-style pinup calendar. Scott is also an inventor of TactiCatch, which is a field-tested and approved AR retention system. Demi served eight years as a combat medic and retired as a sergeant. And during his 23 years of service, Scott was a drill sergeant and held positions in the Army's military police version of SWAT teams before being injured while in Iraq. Today, they talk up to us about raising kids safe around firearms and other tools of defense. On our second hour, we had Fred Matheson. He's the founder of Force Options USA. He is a professional firearms and combative instructor, as well as a dignitary protection provider and freelance writer. Fred is also the host of Center Mass Podcast. Cheryl recently gave an interview on Fred Matheson's Center Mass Podcast. Strap on your running shoes because they talk about everything from red flag laws, conspiracy theories, the HR 5087 assault ban, and how to engage our circles of influence, religion, and raising two A smart kids all in wonder in one hour. True enough. And Fred, uh, surprisingly enough, didn't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> but was... Well, that's because you were you had a mic, didn't you? I did. I did indeed have a mic, but it was a, a really great discussion. And I encourage you to stick around for the entire show. And for now. Here we go with a replay uh, the, that is sweeter the second time around of our episode 13, um, Scott and Demi Johnson. Here we go. 
I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm Dan Todd. Our theme today is Can You Hear Me Now? Parents, Kids and Guns, and the Hearing Protection Act. Our first hour, we have Scott and Demi Johnson talking about parents and guns, our responsibly armed citizen report, and then we're going to go to our second hour with the Polite Society podcast with Paul and Susan Lathrop, Rob Morris, Gary Doherty, and John Richardson. Then, of course, we have Dan's Tip of the Week. With your new sound effect. We're going to have to change that. <laughs> I love it. Do you remember what it's from? Grease. Grease, that's right. When it's a the word. Principal, it is the word. When the principal is, you know, getting ready to do the announcements. Are you saying you're calling me into the principal's office? Well, you need to live in the principal's office. But other than that, all right, on with the show, on with the show. We're uh, switching things up here a little bit today. Uh, we're going to have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report right up front. Fights a never-ending battle for truth justice and the American way. So we like to bring you stories of, you know, responsibly armed citizens. So it's the good guy doing good with a gun, stopping a bad guy with a gun type of stories that normally you would never hear on the national uh, news stations and, and networks. But this particular one, I was actually pretty proud that I saw it on Fox News and they did a very nice and lengthy uh, treatment of it. Uh, and so you probably have already heard this, but it's definitely worth uh, bringing it to the show and, and talking about it again. It's the, the one where the mom was at home and she's breastfeeding. So um, I know Dan's, That's news? What's Dan's, news about that? They do that everywhere, Cheryl. <laughs> I was going to say, you probably have a bunch of inappropriate jokes right now, but just hold them. Just sit back and I'll relax. Keep, I'll keep them abreast. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one, she's she's just at home, okay, and she's just relaxed. She's with her baby, obviously a fairly new baby, and, you know, a lot of times I hear people say, well, what do you need a gun for? Just call the police, right? Well, so often the stories that we bring to our show, there's no time. Stuff happens in the now. It happens so suddenly that there's not a chance to even get to a phone, to call the police, to tell them your address, then for the police to have time to respond to that and, and get some units to where you are. And so this story definitely falls in that category, that there is not time. So when we're thinking about this, you know, how many of us, when we're just sitting at home, are we really prepared in the proper way to deal with a home invasion? Right? I don't know how many of us really are. Well, thankfully, one new mom was. She was upstairs in her own home. She's feeding her baby. And she still was able to not only draw her firearm, but return fire on two men who had broken into her home. So listen now about this story that actually did air on Fox News. This is truly an incredible story. An arrest and a home invasion after intruders shot a woman breastfeeding her newborn baby. But wait till you hear what she did. Authorities in North Carolina charging Racco Dawkins Jr. with attempted murder. They say he and some others barged into the bedroom of Samantha Bunce last week, then started shooting. Bunce, a combat medic in the National Guard, fired back with her own gun. She's now recovering in the hospital from two gunshot wounds. 
her baby is fine. It's just, an, as we said, an incredible story. She was at home, like you said, feeding her son upstairs. And, you know, they knocked on the door, rang the doorbell, then broke in. Um, she heard them run up the stairs towards her and knew that she was not going to let them get to, to her or her son. So she grabbed the handgun and fired back after they fired at her. And just logistically, how did, do you have an idea of, of how that happened? So if she's breastfeeding her son in her bedroom, did she have the gun at, at the nightstand? How did she even do all of this? How did she manage? Uh, instinct, uh, to be honest with you. She, she knew exactly what to do. She set him down, grabbed the gun, and returned fire. Unbelievable. I mean, she's really a hero in all of this. Wow, what a story. I mean, I'd like to hear more about that. Why would she think that she had to have a gun next to her when she's breastfeeding her baby. Good thing that she did have a gun. But it's it's great news. At least she was able to defend herself. It's sorry that she got shot, but uh, she was able to defend her, her family and uh, take care of business. I agree with you 100%. And I have a couple of thoughts on this. And one is that wouldn't it be great if all bad guys realized that they were going to meet that level of preparedness when they got ready to do something bad and to break into the a person's home, the sanctity of a person's home, while a young mother is feeding her child. I mean, I just can't imagine a, a better outcome for something like this, but a worse situation to have to have been faced with and she's probably in the, the baby's nursery. I don't know why she happened to have a firearm there unless she just has maybe one in every room or something like that. Like our house. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, but the, the news coverage, you know, they show a picture of the neighborhood. It doesn't look like a bad area. I mean, crime can find you anywhere, clearly. But here's the other thing that I have in my mind is that in America... Praise God that this woman had that ability, right? She had the training, right? She had the tool. She had the, the level of mental preparedness. And she was able to protect her son and protect herself. And here's this whole movement, the anti-gun rights movement, that if they had had their way, if she had not been legally permitted, I don't even like that word because our Second Amendment rights say shall not be infringed, but if she did not have the freedoms that our country allows and encourages, I think for the most part, what would that story have been? Well, they would say that the two people that busted in there would not have been armed either. So she would have had a good chance. That's terrible. Well, I think that that is a completely false premise because kind of, bad kind of? guys do bad things. They don't care about the laws. And let's say, all right, fine. Maybe they don't have a firearm. What do they have? Maybe they have knives. Right. right? What kind of world do we live in that a lady's breastfeeding her baby upstairs and needs to have a gun? What kind of world is that? Obviously, we do need to. Right. And thank God that we have them. But. What kind of world is that? It's a broken world is what it is, and um, which kind of takes me mentally to the things that happened in Paris just recently.
And uh, last Saturday we had Alan Corwin on, and I can't get it out of my mind that he refocused the words not as a terrorist attack. He said, you know, well, that's what the mainstream media and, you know, everybody wants to say because that's very generic. It's a terrorist attack. He said, what this is is jihad. So when you say the word jihad, it, it points to the who and the why. And that that is what is so lacking, that clarity. Um, and so that, that whole idea of clarifying it in that way is I'm wrestling with it. For some reason, it feels wrong. Why? Because we're so politically corrected in our own spirit that we can't just speak the words of truth. But this morning we heard that because of these acts of jihad, terrorism, whatever word you're more comfortable with, that France is actually changing the laws or at least talking about changing the laws to further restrict the citizens. Right, to allow searching people's homes without a warrant. Right. And so to me, that means that the bad guys are winning. So if I don't get to just have my freedom, if my whole life has to change because these people are doing something evil, then we're losing, aren't we? I, I think we're losing because we're not doing anything enough about it. And so then the other thing they said was that they would be able to revoke citizenship of anybody that they felt was a threat. Now tell me that couldn't be used for the wrong purposes. And I understand they're afraid. I understand they feel like they need to do something. But that's what happens over here in America when somebody does something wrong with a gun. Suddenly every gun owner is evil or suspect. And every gun is an instrument of death rather than an instrument of safety and protection. And everybody just feels like, well, we've got to do something. So let's do something and then figure out if it made any sense later. And well, didn't they do that when we had the hurricane in New Orleans? Didn't they uh, confiscate a lot of people's guns at that time in that area? You know, that story didn't get an awful lot of traction, but I did hear that. Right, and they, people fought back and, and were able to get their guns back. Uh, so if we have a national issue, which we pray that we never will have, who's to say that the government would come in there and say, you know, we're going to call national uh, order and take away your guns and not allow any gun purchases until this blows over and it never blows over. Well, I just read an article in Breitbart News yesterday by A.W.R. Hawkins who says, uh, here's how Democrats will attack gun rights if the U.S. sees a Paris-style attack. So that's an article worth looking up. And it, it, it's, a, it's a hypothesis, I think. You know, it's a maybe this would happen, but I, I don't know that it's a huge stretch to think that it would happen. I think people will be less willing to give up their guns if if they if the government comes to take them away during a crisis like that when we really feel that we need them. I hope. And just like we're seeing the governors of several states saying, "Now wait just a minute with the Syrian refugees. Just wait a minute." You know, that maybe we haven't all gone down the path of the lemming. So let's hope for that. Right. All right. Well, still to come, we have a big show. We've got some great guests that we're going to introduce you to. Um, you know, we often hear people say that kids and guns don't mix, that if you're a responsible parent, that you should not have even a single firearm in your home. Well, other people believe that having a gun in the home is simply one more tool, like a fire extinguisher, that helps keep the family safe. 
We have a husband and wife here, Scott and Demi Johnson, in the studio who are both former military and they're both parents and they're going to share their thoughts with you right after the commercial. When the smartest audience in talk radio turns 960 The Patriot on every day, good things happen. Listeners are informed and entertained. Not only that, the economy is stimulated by the advertisers who use this radio station to reach our great listeners. If you run a business, please consider advertising it to people who share your same values and principles. The Patriot Listener. Visit 960thepatriot.com or call Heath Garluzzo at 602-955-9600 today. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner, huge selection, and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Come in for AZ Firearms' huge gun buying event taking place now until the end of the month. From single items to entire collections, AZ Firearms pays you the highest values for your guns. Long guns, handguns, military, western, even your old brass and ammo. We buy it all. Find us online at azfirearms.com. That's azfirearms.com. Or visit us off I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 Western Avenue in historic Avondale. Don't miss the AZ Firearms huge gun buying event now through the end of the month. Check us out online at azfirearms.com or stop on by AZ Firearms, the largest small gun shop in Arizona. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. The terrorist attacks in Paris have reshaped the race for the White House, diminishing the prospects of several leading candidates. Hillary Clinton suffered the most serious damage because the global reach of ISIS demonstrates the failure of administration policies that she helped to put in place. Just hours before the explosion of terror in France, the president boasted that ISIS had been contained. Ben Carson and Donald Trump also look less credible as commanders-in-chief. Carson, because of his shocking lack of national security perspective, revealed in several interviews. And Trump, because the ISIS challenge requires a response more sophisticated than I'll bomb the bleep out of them and take their oil. At this time of crisis, the public has the right to demand a candidate who speaks coherently, knowledgeably, and passionately about the challenges we face. I'm Michael Medved. For daily commentary, news, interviews, and the Town Hall Review weekend program, go to townhallreview.com. When you're working hard to beat debt, you got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, household items, to cars, boats, guns, and more at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more, visit potofgoldestate.com. potofgoldestate.com. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. 
bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thank you for sticking around on this Saturday. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we have some wonderful guests in the studio with us today. Uh, we're going to introduce you in just a moment to Demi and Scott Johnson. Um, they're going to talk to us about parents, kids, and guns. And we titled this show, Can You Hear Me Now? Because um, later we do have the Polite Society podcast coming up in our second hour. And they're going to be talking about the Hearing Protection Act that's being proposed. But also the Can You Hear Me Now? Because kids have a way of not listening to their parents. And, uh, you know, when you introduce guns into a home with kids who don't listen, it could not be the best of mix. Um, and so I have some good friends that not only are parents, but they have uh, rather lengthy uh, military careers. They were both in the Army. They're both, uh, you know, they've, they've been in combat and military situations and uh, Scott specifically was a trainer. He was a drill sergeant, um, and he trained newbies coming in. Um, Demi is a uh, medical nurse. Combat Combat medic. medic. Sorry, I said that wrong. And uh, they really, they come at this from so many different angles and with such great, rich life experience that I wanted to ask them speak into this topic. So welcome to the show, Miss Demi. We heard your voice just a second ago. Thanks for having us. And Scott. Hi, thanks for having us on the show. And Scott, you go by the handle Big Sarge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You could probably say that a lot better than I could. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> and so we were we were saying, you know, use your inside voice, okay, on the radio. We don't want to blow anybody's speakers out. Um, but it, let's just dive right into the topic of kids and guns, because there was this blog that I saw that made me reach out to you guys and say, hey, would you come on and, and help us sort this out? Because it said 10 rules for being a safe gun-owning gun parent, and uh, it came from a blog called growingupguns at wordpress.com. And he had some really good stuff in there, but there was also some stuff that maybe we didn't 100% agree with. And so we thought, well, let's let's just debate on the radio. So where do you guys want to start? Well, the 10 rules are, I looked over that, and there's a lot of great things that are inside of that. But some of them just don't make practical sense. And I think that depends on the age and maturity level of your child uh, that's commensurate with some of the guidelines that are in, included in the, that blog post, such as like locking ammunition away from your firearm, which is also locked up in a separate location. Um, by all means, I think that's absolutely necessary. If you have a toddler that's running around and can climb up on shelves and be very curious about things. Um, but it is also very limiting on your aspect of being able to protect yourself, protect your home in a timely fashion um, as, as it may be necessary. 
And you guys have three kids, and right now you have a 15-year-old boy in the home, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> 15. It's a great age. <laughs> yeah. I think we're trying to erase 11 to 15 right now. So, Demi, uh, what came first? The guns or the kids? What was the first thing? Did you have guns before you had kids? Well, um, actually, Scott and I had, uh, he had two children from a previous marriage, but uh, when we decided to have uh, our son, we had already had uh, guns in the house. So I think we, we've always, since we've been together, had a, a gun in the house. Um, you know, he was a, an MP and a you know, SWAT and uh, stuff like that. So I think it was always necessary to him. And then uh, when I joined the military, you know, we were dual military. Uh, I just think that was a comfortable thing for us to have uh, protection in the house. So that, you know, the addition of the child was what can we do to ensure that we have a safe home for everybody? Absolutely. And, you know, you said that so often it depends on the age and maturity level of the child. And then I, my brain immediately went, and the parent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because just because you are old enough to walk into azfirearms.com or any gun shop and you are legally allowed, because you're not a felon, right, to buy a gun, that doesn't automatically make you trained, doesn't make you responsible, doesn't make you a safe gun owner, and so, uh, you know, I know those are things that you particularly are passionate about, Scott. Absolutely. Um, and that goes 23 years in the Army is most of my career was training other people, citizens, especially the time I was a drill sergeant. You're training, training citizens to become soldiers. Uh, soldiers carry firearms. They carry uh, the smallest from a 9-millimeter Beretta up to M249 machine guns. I mean, there's a, there's a wide range, and safety is an integral part of that. And... When you teach somebody who may not have grown up or even touched a firearm to become uh, an expert, a marksman, you, you've got to go through the safety precautions of uh, that responsibility of owning a firearm, using a firearm, carrying a firearm. Um, so those are, those, are, those are integral parts of the training. And I love training people to do those things. And it, was, it only made sense to train our son on what we're passionate about so that he understands them and respects them. And if he does use them, that he knows how to use them. So what's the first, do you remember the first time you taught your son, this is a gun? Hmm. I would probably say that that was very early in his time, probably two or three probably years two old. Or three. Yeah. Probably you know, two. He, everybody uses their index finger right. and thumb to go pew, pew, pew. You know, you're shooting. Just don't do it in school. You'll <laughs> yeah. get suspended. Exactly. So, as early uh, people, uh, child, children, they, they learn that guns are kind of fun. They're fantasy. You see them on Hollywood TV. You see them in your games and stuff like that. So it's important to educate at an early age of how to use that appropriately. Well, you know, I think, too, that something that was interesting was we're pretty open-minded, and I think we thought, or at least I thought when we, when we had uh, our son, is that uh, – we'll see what he gravitates towards as well. You know, if he has no interest in guns, then, you know, we're going to teach him more about the safety aspect and things like that, but less about the use maybe. But, uh, you know, he really gravitated towards that. You know, he was always running around as the cowboy and, you know, playing with his little, you know, fake toy guns and Nerf stuff guns. like that. Yeah, so Nerf guns especially. We had to teach him, you know, 
even with Nerf guns, you know, safety. Well, you know, you got to be careful with Nerf guns. Australia is going to ban one. One of the Nerf models is banned because it's too strong. Wow. For a I Nerf gun. I wish you know, that was a joke, but it's, it's not a real. joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to break for commercial. And we're going to hold you guys over. You got time to stick around because we got a lot more to talk about. And um, you know, we were talking about you know what your son gravitated towards. Well, we also have to think about when their friends come over, and we also have to think about when they go over to friends' homes. And so there's so many people that think, well, I don't have a gun in my house, so my kids are good. I don't have to teach them. And I I think that that can lead to tragic results. We have that conversation with our son as well. Absolutely. So it is very important. Well, let's talk about that when we come back from the break. We've got a lot more lined up. We're talking with uh, Demi and Scott Johnson about a blog called The Ten Rules of Gun Safety when When You're a Parent. And we also have coming up in our second hour the hosts of the Polite Society podcast. So stick around. And you also don't want to miss Dan's tip of the week at the end of the show. Hi folks, I'm Don Kyer. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too. Come in for AZ Firearms' huge gun buying event taking place now until the end of the month. From single items to entire collections, AZ Firearms pays you the highest values for your guns. Long guns, handguns, military, western, even your old brass and ammo. We buy it all. Find us online at azfirearms.com. That's azfirearms.com. Or visit us off I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 Western Avenue in historic Avondale. Don't miss the AZ Firearms' huge gun buying event now through the end of the month. Check us out online at azfirearms.com or stop on by AZ Firearms, the largest small gun shop in Arizona. Do you have questions like, what is Medicare? What does it cover and how much does it cost? Is traditional Medicare all I need? When is it available to me and what are my options? Does it cover my prescriptions? For answers, call Tina Borges at TRB Insurance Service. She'll listen to your specific needs and guide you through the Medicare maze. Call 602-758-8998. And when you have the honest and accurate answers you need, you can make a well-informed health care decision with confidence. For nearly two decades, Tina Borges and TRB Insurance Service have been assisting people find the answers they need when it comes to Medicare. Whether you're eligible now or soon to be eligible, you'll be glad to know there's someone there to make it easy from the very first step. Find your way through the Medicare maze with Tina Borges and TRB Insurance. 602-758-8998. That's 602-758-8998. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military 
carry, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. Summer isn't fun when you're hungry. If only I had a big test today. Or a book report to give. Give me a math quiz. Give me some homework. If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll keep my desk real clean. So they can stop worrying about food and start focusing on fun. I'll do extra homework. I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. School might end, but free lunches don't have to. Find your local Feeding America food bank for help. Together, we're feeding America. Contact St. Mary's Food Bank Alliance at 602-242-FOOD. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. The following program has been pre-recorded. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. And we are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. We are in studio today with parents, Demi and Scott Johnson, talking about how do you mix kids and guns how do you parent well and protect your home? And when we, uh, before the break, we were talking about, you know, not only do you have to prepare your child to handle firearms correctly in your own home, but also when they're out. Because parents that think that I don't own a gun, so I'm good. My kid doesn't need to know anything about them. Uh, what if they go to a friend's house of a gun owner? Now what do you do? So... Uh, Scott and Demi have a 15-year-old at home, and so they pretty much know what they're talking about on this topic because they're also gun owners. And uh, Demi, you had a couple of thoughts on on those, that topic. Well, I think the first thing that we needed to do was eliminate the curiosity. Um, instead of just, uh, this is something you don't touch, it's shiny and it goes away, which I think almost encourages... Uh, children to want to curious yeah to explore the item we had to um you know explain what this was and uh go over you know several basic rules and at the time it it corresponds with the age not only you know that they're physically at but the emotional maturity that they're at as well you know and then introduce the child to how to operate how to maintain what's safe um and uh correspond with that uh i think when we talked to our son last night actually before we came on here we asked him some of the things that he could you know remember that stuck out to him and um you know he mentioned of course you know finger off the trigger you know some good good things that we had really hammered home you know that the the most important safety is not to handle it and you don't have to be a firearms instructor like scott is you don't have to have been you know a member of of military version of swat like scott has been you don't have to be a combat medic like your career 
uh, formerly was, to to understand these things, to know these things, and to convey them to your kids. Anybody, well, everybody, common sense can do this. Don't, right. Don't point it the gun at somebody unless you intend to do grievous bodily harm and keep your finger off the trigger. Those are the basic rudimentary common sense tactics that will prevent any negligent discharge. Absolutely. So then when he, when uh, your son has friends over, what's your level of comfort with that? Well, I think that um, he's pretty clear on, you know, it not being a toy and something to, that isn't a bragging about something you don't brag about. Um, in the same way, so when they ask, do you have weapons, you know, in the house, he's answered honestly, yes, but he's never shown anybody yeah, come check anything. It out. You know, it's not, it's not something, you know, because you eliminate that curiosity and you, you, you try to uh, ground them in real facts about what happens with guns, um, n- not only the good things, but some of the tragedies that have occurred um, from irresponsible ownership, uh, that you, you know, he knows the repercussions. So he doesn't do that. And he knows when he goes to someone else's house that, um, you know, he doesn't know anything about that firearm to leave it alone. He kind of champions that safety aspect of it. Hey, let's not play with that. That's not a toy. It looks cool, but let's just leave it alone. Let's go out and skateboard. Let's play some video games. He, he does the distraction piece of that because he understands through our proactive teaching and parenting of uh, the impacts of a negligent discharge. I mean, toddlers can pull a trigger with their thumb. Mm. I mean, it's it's kind of scary when you think about that, but as long as you're educating them on the, the full repercussions of that, you always hear about friends shooting each other accidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, well, again, if you don't point it at somebody and you keep your finger up the trigger, there won't be an accident. Well, even the phrasing, accidental discharge... It's a negligent discharge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Words matter. We hammered that home also with his Nerf guns. You know, we were talking about that as well Um, earlier is, uh, you you know, if he mishandled his Nerf guns, then he was off them for a while. Just reinforcement. He's he's been shooting. He has his own firearm. So he, if he mistreated his toy guns, Mm -hmm. there's no way that he was going to hold a real firearm. Absolutely. And this is good parenting. Uh, We're speaking with uh, Demi and Scott Johnson, who are former military. And thank you for your service. I failed to say that early on. And they're parents. And they they have guns in the home. They have a 15-year-old boy in the home. And they are doing everything they can to do it right, to do it safely and responsibly. And we wanted to bring them in today to talk to us about how do we do it safely and we're going to hold them over the break and dig into some of the meat of a blog post called the 10 rules for safe gun owning parents stick around with us through the break Bill Bennett agrees that the media are going after Ben Carson. This is so trivial. Supposing that he made it up. Supposing he just thought at one point he might go to West Point and he'd get a full ride. And he might have gone there. So what? What does that have to do with his conduct in public policy, foreign policy, domestic policy? This is just... 
just crazy. Bill Bennett's Morning in America, weekday mornings at 4, right before Mike Gallagher at 7, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Attention, this is an investor notice. Are you interested in making some extra cash buying real estate tax liens? The Government Tax Lien Network is offering a free tax lien kit which contains two DVDs and a step-by-step report that will show you how to earn guaranteed returns between 15 and 35% yearly, which is completely secured by the government. They'll even show you how to do this inside your own retirement accounts. So if you're looking to become a real estate investor without the risk, then call one 800 614 to get your free tax lien kit. Then get ready to buy tax liens for pennies on the dollar and buy houses for as low as $500. All from your home with little or no money, working only 5 to 10 hours per week. Call 800-614-0789 now to get your free tax lien kit, plus two tickets to a live training event, which includes a free meal, coming to the Phoenix area. Call 800-614-0789 for your free tax lien kit now. Individual results may vary. When you're working hard to beat debt, you got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, household items, to cars, boats, guns, and more at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more, visit potofgoldestate.com. Potofgoldestate.com. Your front door. Your car. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. Cable locks help keep firearms secured. Learn how to get a free firearm safety kit. Visit projectchildsafe.org. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. I'm Charlie Cook from Riding Shotgun with Charlie. Conversations in the car about gun safety, freedoms, and even a few laughs. Imagine you're in the backseat listening to an intimate chat with me and my passengers 
as we drive all around the country. Listen, watch, and subscribe to the Riding Shotgun with Charlie YouTube channel and podcast. Welcome back to Gun Dream Radio, sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. We have Scott and Demi Johnson here. Guys, you know, we have a grandbaby. She's a year and four or five months old. She's darling. And, yeah. Thank you. I I, I should know the exact day my daughter is probably going to be getting all over us about this. But anyway, we're teaching her now hot, you know, hot, hot, don't touch. And, you know, she's going to learn that. And then we're going to teach her about sharp knives. And we're going to talk her about, you know, climbing on things and things like that. We're going to teach her what things can hurt her to keep to avoid any problems. And uh, naturally, we're going to teach her gun stuff, too. But why aren't we all doing that? We all teach everybody hot, cold or sharp, but we're not teaching guns. I'd be surprised to look all these accidents that happen with firearms. How many of them would admit, yeah, we didn't teach our kid. We kept that locked away, and he found it and used the gun. It's time for us to wake up and say firearms are part of our life. And if they're not part of our life, they're part of our neighbor's lives. We need to be aware. We need to make sure that everybody's aware and train them, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly what Cheryl said earlier, which is you can't guarantee that your child's not going to go to a home that won't have a firearm in it just because yours doesn't. So you need to... Prepare your child for all things, just as you would, you know, for the hot, the sharp, the... Yeah, and I think that becomes, that comes down to when people think their child is old enough to learn these things. And they're like, oh, guns, well, we'll teach them when they get older. And before you know it, they have a young teenager running around and they haven't talked anything about it. Well, it should be taught at the earliest onset of awareness. I mean, once your granddaughter learns that something is hot, then it's time to move on to what is sharp, what is going to hurt you there. And it's just a progression. Um, I I remember not too long ago, a two-year-old, two-year-old and a three-year-old grandbaby got into grandma's purse and pulled out a gun and one shot the other. Three years old. They didn't know what they were doing. I had no idea what they were doing. So what do you say then to the people that say you've got to constantly have your ammo locked up over here and your firearm locked up over there, right? Uh, How does that help us protect ourselves when the time comes and seconds count? Um, You know, it's it's almost like we have to choose one or the other. Oh, it is a double-edged sword, absolutely. Well, I, I I don't think it's a choice that you have to make. You know, that's that's the idea of the education is that uh, you don't have to choose between, um, you know, safety for the family or safety for the child. You you buy the gun for protection. The gun is available for protection and the child has been educated as early as possible. And, you know, children learn faster than we think. They move faster than they think. It's one day they don't do something, and the next day they're unlocking the front door and running out of it. You know, you True have story. to be, yeah, you you know, <laughs> you have to be prepared. You, you have to keep your finger on the pulse of where your child is at developmentally. Your firearm that is going to be used for protection needs to be loaded. Absolutely. Absolutely. Needs, why, we have weapons for two reasons, sport and protection. If I have my protection firearm locked up with a trigger guard or a cable lock and my ammunition locked up in the middle of the night if you're going to be broken into you're not it's it's a matter of seconds uh, not minutes or anything like that before 
something is going to happen. And you buy that for protection. And that's why you have to be vigilant if you have, you know, the younger your child or adolescent is in your house, you have to be vigilant about where's my kid, where's that firearm kind of mentality. And as we talked about earlier, if you take that curiosity element out of it and you make the child more aware, eventually they're going to be like, yeah, dad's gun's over there. No big right. deal. Um, and honestly, I want my son, if we're asleep or we're not home and he's at home by himself, I want him to know where those firearms are so that he can protect himself in the event uh, our house is burglarized or, or something of that nature. I want him to be able to do that or to protect us. We've seen time and time that 13, 14, 15-year-old kids have actually defended their homes by being properly trained. Over and over I, again. I look at this. I look at it like this. Okay, if I have a 12-year-old living at my house, would I take the keys, lock them up away from him to my car, drain the gas out of the car so that he couldn't take it in case he found the keys? Would we do that? No. We train our kids, you don't touch that car. You don't get in that car. You don't start it. You don't do nothing unless I'm there. We should do that with firearms just the same way. And the car does us no good without gas, and it say we have an emergency. We need to get somewhere. It's the same with knives, kitchen right. knives. Right. Kitchen knives are a deadly instrument. Right. Are we going to keep our knives and scissors and hammers and things of that nature away from our children? Of course we don't. But we don't. We don't uh, overthink the, the use of those tools, and uh, they're by all means deadly objects. I mean, they are. They can be. Coming back, hammer. Oh, coming back to the car thing, too. I mean, even with cars, we approach the learning slowly. We, you know, this is how you unlock the car. Do you want to start up the car this time? Do you, you know, that's how you approach learning to drive a car with your kid let's drive you safely around the neighborhood let's in the military we called it the crawl walk and run phase yeah crawling meant you got like a slideshow powerpoint presentation on it walking means you got to put it in your hands and practice some of those fundamentals of what you just saw online or on the the visuals and then running was mean you're actually doing what you just saw and learned how to do absolutely and uh scott when you were in the military you were a, a drill sergeant. You were a trainer, you were a firearms instructor. And so when you would have the newbies come up to the line to learn their firearms training, who did you prefer to deal with? The guy that that thought he knew it all or the guy that was just a sponge and ready to learn right from None of them. Neither. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I love you. You're just honest. Privates drove us crazy. Um, You have to teach them all as they absolutely know nothing. So you have to take even the, oh, I could shoot a gnat at 100 yards with my grandpappy's rifle to the kid who's like, I've never seen one. You have to start at ground zero with all of them and treat them the same. And they all get the same level of instruction. That way, some's not getting more than the others or of that might. Well, I love that. And uh, kind of what I was thinking when I, I asked the question, but I, I love your answer, um, was I was thinking if you start kids young enough, then they are sponges, right? Absolutely. They are that tabula rasa, the blank slate. If you let them get to a certain age where they've played their video games or they've heard enough from their buddies or their friends or whatever, then they already start thinking they know, and huh. so they're going to stop listening, right? Absolutely. Um, we oh, get that. Oh, yeah. We already – our son – I know. He's a great kid. I'm, I, I don't <laughs> mean to disparage him, but, he, you know, he, he is a teenager, and that some of that territory is the I know everything, mm-hmm. and, you know, he – 
you know, you have to teach the kid. They don't, as you say, respawn mm -hmm. or, right. you know, if you go offline for 30 seconds, the person stands back up. You know, this is a weapon. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't it doesn't happen like it does in the movies. It doesn't happen like it does on the video games. You know, I like to, to make sure we mention that if you have a two year old and you're in a shopping cart and you've got a loaded gun in your purse, it's not necessarily that you, you can't train that two-year-old kid to not be curious. That's the starting point. So you do still have to be aware of your surroundings, and you, you need to make sure that your kid understands what you're doing. Right. Well, we're not teaching our children. You guys can weigh in on this. We're not teaching our children so that we're passing the responsibility off onto them, and now we don't have to be responsible. Right? Absolutely. Well, you know, it's like we covered earlier, the emotional intelligence. Yes. I mean, you could say to anybody who, you know, after an accidental or negligent discharge, you know, but I told my two year old, you know, <laughs> that doesn't cover you. Obviously, he you have better. to be. Yeah, you have to be in touch with um, with what's going on with your child day to day, where they are emotionally as well. And, and, and uh, you know, that's something that I wanted to bring up is that, uh, you know, it's important to know that uh, you have to be in tune with where your child is um, in their emotional intelligence or emotionally so that you know that they're going to handle the firearm properly. And, you know, there's a lot of tragedies happening out there today. And you can't just say just because the child has been trained, I wash my hands of it. Right. There's 12-year-olds that are emotionally, too. Yeah. Right. The, right. The symptoms exactly. are there. Withdrawalness, no friends, always hold up in their room playing games that kill and destroy everything. I mean, you have to be aware of that. And if that's a, something that's going on, you need to, as a parent, be the adult and reel your child back in and talk to them and reach into them. I mean, it's just not, oh, because I said so. And, um, and don't we see that happening anyway? A lot of the parents are not engaged with their kids. I agree. And it doesn't matter if it's guns or oh cars gosh, or absolutely. knives or whatever. We need to be engaged with the kids. The bullying that goes on, that kids have taken their lives. Uh, where were the parents? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know? Look at the um, the Oregon college shooting not too long ago where the parents were like, you seemed like a normal kid to me. But there was all sorts of signs and symptoms. And I think that's one thing that as parents, you still have to be vigilant on is w with the weapon safety, the weapons education. You have to, there's a holistic approach to that. There's much more to it than just because I said so. Sure. Well, that's one of the things that we love about the shooting sports, because whether it's hunting, whether it's plinking, whether it's, you know, just name the thing that you can do. If you're doing it as a family, you are learning about your child and their level of focus and their level of uh, awareness. awareness and all those sorts of things. I mean, and you know, in our family, we love to play board games. You know, we just like to sit around and, and spend time together that way. And you get to know each other and what's going on in your lives and stuff like that. And families that, that shoot together, it's just kind of their way of, you know, playing board games together. Yeah, we have uh, mm -hmm. the, the times that the three of us go out shooting, we have little competitions between yeah. the three of us and stuff like that. And it's fun. It's challenging. It. Uh, you know, and know your kids' friends, maybe. Absolutely. Right? And, and how they handle stress. 
Yes. What? How? How does your child relieve his? I mean, growing up right now is not easy. I don't think it ever has been. Mm. But right now, I think in particular, there's a barrage of information that goes on. And uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the bullying, and uh, how that you know they go home now. And before it used to be a little bit of an isolated world, and now it's not. You know, children are online. They're receiving interactions from all sorts of different individuals in their life, and it's harder to control. They could be talking to someone in Mississippi when you're in Arizona. Um, so you don't get to know the same way that you used to maybe the kid down the block. There's no face-to-face interaction. So a lot of it is online. You have to be present in what's going on. So you're saying being a parent's a tough job. <laughs> right? I think you guys know that. Yes, well, we and you don't have to do it on your own. There are programs True. out there to help you, True. like maybe Eddie Eagle. Absolutely. I think yeah. Eddie Eagle is a must. Two years old. Put that on the TV and just feed it through because kids love to watch TV. Again, we come you back know? to those basics. Take the mis- the mysterious, the curiosity out of that, that. Just eliminate that and start making your child aware early on. So the taglines with Eddie Eagle is stop, don't touch, Run away, tell find a, an adult. Find an adult, and so that's a little song. It's a little catchy song. And Sing it for Cheryl. Nope, not going to do it to you. <laughs> um, and then that's the other thing, just really quickly, you brought this to my attention, Scott, and I can't believe I didn't even know it. But there's a Arizona Revised Statute that you told me about. Yeah, um, the uh, Arizona is awesome with gun rights and freedoms and, and liberties and things. But in high schools, there's an Arizona law that allows the high schools to teach gun safety. I mean, it can be an elective. Um, it's out there. It's just, it'd be awesome if you could hear more high schools integrating things like that into their curriculum and saying, oh, here's an elective that you can take as uh, a freshman, junior, whatever, and, and go out and learn about gun safety program, marksmanship, the camaraderie that's built onto that, the skills that go into shooting. I mean, there's a lot of life's lessons that can be centered around firearms introduction. I 100% agree with you, and I think we just heard some people's heads explode that just can't even imagine <laughs> bringing that onto a school campus or well, into a school curriculum. A but, high school. Um, yeah, I think back in the 50s and 60s, it was taught in middle school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, uh, we did uh, some guns for Tolleson School District. We sold their guns. So, well, thank you so much, Demi and Scott Johnson, for coming in and talking to us today about how to integrate kids and guns and be good parents and also protected with your firearms. Great to be here. All right. Still to come, our second hour. Don't move a muscle because the hosts of the Polite Society podcast will be here to talk about a new bill being proposed by Congressman Matt Salmon, the Hearing Protection Act of 2015. Stick around. We have lots more coming up in hour number two of Gun Freedom Radio.